Hey everyone, it's Mario. Welcome to another episode of the We The Trust podcast. In every episode, Eric Chang and myself discuss living a life of overflow in each of our five pillars, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, and financial. Join us as we train to be better at being the men God designed us to be. Better images of Christ, better husbands, better fathers, businessmen, and leaders. Our hope is that these conversations challenge you to desire the life that God meant for you when He designed you. So tune in, take notes, and connect with us as we enter the fray of manhood. All righty, man. Well, what are we? What are we doing today? What are we doing today, man? Which I think we're just we're we're catching up and we're we're jumping into season three, which is kind of crazy. Right. Are we are we are we recording this? Today? Like, like, is this is this going to be an episode? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think so. Maybe, maybe. we'll see. We'll see. We'll chat we'll see and where, see. <laughs> we'll see where things go. You know. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I think I, I think we want to. I want to like kind of start it off by saying like, let's. What do we want to do this season? Yeah. Right. And where do we want to go from here? I mean, we were just like, this is just a, a random idea we had one time. Yeah. You know, like more than a year ago, almost two years ago now, which is crazy, yeah. right? That we've yeah. been talking about this, that we've been recording stuff, that we've been like having conversations like this. And, um, and people, people have been affected. Like literally people's lives have been like, Change, yeah. changed yeah. because yeah. of us turning on a camera and recording right. some conversations. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, honestly, like that's like, even I want to say not even without that, but they were, I didn't do it for anybody other than myself at first. It's just like these conversations were so like, I would literally look forward to these Thursday morning conversations um, and just chat through man, like, like what, like these different themes. And it was so life-giving for me in that season that, I was like, man, like, I just, I want to keep it going. And <clears throat> I think others were blessed by it and I'm, I'm glad, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've prayed enough about it. I think I'm in an interesting season where I'm transitioning identity to, and, and just kind of trying to figure out what. You're transitioning your identity? <laughs> not, <laughs> my say, not, not, my those, those not my gender. Not my gender. Not my gender. Oh gosh. Oh, well, um, maybe that's a good place to start. Like, where are you at right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think for me, you know, Bailey is now seven, almost eight. Let's say, yeah. So, like, in seven days, she'll be eight months. Um, we've asked a lot of questions about what it means to live in our values this season. Um, you know, at home. Uh, you know, I, I was texting you last night about how it's been really hard with the kids and it, gen- it genuinely has been like really hard. And I often feel like I'm a hypocrite where I'm like, man, I, you know, like I'm, I'm literally having prayer in, in my kid's room, but like anguishing through it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to, I'm trying to not be mad, but it's also like, I'm like, as I'm praying, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what am I teaching my children here as I'm kind of annoyed at them because they won't go to sleep. I'm praying. And that's been an interesting season, just, you know, raising our children, which is I, which I see as our first ministry in this, in this season of life. Dinah is 
for today's like the third or fourth, no, fourth, four, third or fourth month. So it's almost a quarter of a year of her learning this new schedule and still adapting, you know, none of it has felt like we haven't, we're, we're not in a place where we're like, oh, we feel good that with what we've been doing, you know, it's still, it's still so new for us. So we're still trying to figure that out. Um, on the gym side, things are good. Teams headed, you know, we're, we're always growing, um, you know, since, since, since last year at this same time, things definitely look very, very different on the, on the back end. Like, I don't think our community can tell on the front end, but on the back end, there's definitely been some changes, a lot of growth. Um, and I'm definitely excited to lean into what that next season looks like for the next, you know, for the next six months to 12 months. And then, and then for me, the book, the book is coming out. Uh, and I, you know, I don't, I, I almost don't know what to do with it. You know, I, you know, obviously I have my publisher's game plan where, where you know, they traditional publishing, they, they want you to publish a particular way. And, you know, obviously they want the book to do well. I, I'm sure I want the book to do well, but I'm also, a lot of it has been reevaluation as to what, what does this mean for me as a coach, as a father, just as a person, you know? And what does this mean as I start this new season living in that space? So I'm definitely excited for that. I think we're probably going to do a, I just want to get through the holidays and, and kind of focus more on family. You know, and I was talking about even getting off social media. Yeah. I, I think in January, I'm, I'm probably going to do some kind of book launch. So that's, that's, that's the plan. It was going to be November, but I just prefer not to compete with the holidays and just maybe like have a new, new year, new launch of a new thing. So I think we're going to do it in the new year. That's awesome, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be out. It'll be available before the new year, but I'm not going to officially like announce it until probably January. Yeah. So people can get some copies and stuff like that, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's exciting, man. There's a lot of, I think there's anytime and you can speak to this, but like anytime we're, we're challenged to get into a new, um, a new place with ourselves, our family, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be challenges and things coming at us sideways that mm -hmm. are going to try to undermine that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like the kids getting crazy at bedtime and like all the little things that are kind of like, like happening in your life that, that aren't, that you don't feel like are, are, are super great. But then there's like all these like really amazing things happening too at the same mm -hmm. time. Um, I think it's it's just a, an opportunity for us to press into to the Lord and and our relationship with Him and and really ask like how we can be changed through this whole thing too, right? Yeah. Um, because that's that's really what it's about is like how can we see our circumstances are different and and we're in the same place in a lot of ways where we feel that there's a lot of really amazing things coming, but there's still a lot of like hard things happening currently yeah. with yeah. the kids, with the kids primarily. Um, but again, they're just at that age too. There's six, my, you know, my kids are same ages as yours. We don't have a little one, um, which is really weird because we would have had, you, you know, yeah. we would have had a three month old right now, yeah. which is crazy to believe. Um, and we were kind of like, that was something that we were, we were actually mourning a little bit yesterday because yeah, yesterday was a year since that, since that miscarriage happened. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, the, there's a lot of wonderful things happening and, and 
Tati and I sat down last night. We're like, like, can we, can we just talk through some stuff? Cause we hadn't, we hadn't sat down to like really just talk through stuff in yeah. a long time. And yesterday we had some like bonus time. Cause the kids were at Awana. We had an opportunity to go to dinner and we just like sat and talked about like yeah. finances and weird stuff and just yeah. like marriage stuff. And then we picked up the kids, we put them down in bed. And, and then after that, we got to talk for another, for like another hour and a half about life and where yeah. we think God's taking us. And God really gave me a really awesome opportunity to speak into my life's, my wife's heart yesterday, mm. uh, which I wasn't expecting to do, but she was praying about like, she was asking, you know, we're, we're being challenged right now at church to, to pray prayers that, that make us nervous. Mm. Like what's that prayer that, that that's like so big that it makes you kind of like uneasy. Right. Yeah. And and so she was kind of sharing, sharing some ideas of what that could be for her. And God just like, kind of like pressed into my heart, like to, to just speak into her life and speak into her heart and give her, give her an idea of who he's created her to be. Mm. And man, we, we, we really connected last night in a, in a really amazing spiritual way. Like we haven't in a long time, but I think we have to make those moments happen. Yeah. How, what's what's your like what kind of rhythms do you guys normally have are you guys normally meeting every night or is it like a weekly thing i wish i could say weekly i wish I there's nothing say, set in stone for you guys. nothing set in stone yeah and that's been that's been a, a prayer of both of ours to like set something in stone mm-hmm. and our hope was with you know having the kids that i want to you know once a week that we would have this like random hour and a half two hour block to ourselves that okay that would be our date night that we have some time to connect <clears throat> but it's been few and far between that we've been mm-hmm. able to do that but i'm realizing that it takes a decision on both our sides to for make sure. it happen right for sure and so i'm going to try to as much as possible keep that really sacred time between four and eight on wednesday nights to make that happen Mm-hmm. So we can step into uncomfortable situations and uncomfortable conversations and like, yeah. what's, what's, what's the state of our, you know, yeah. what's the state of our finances, what's the state of yeah. our family, what's the state of our yeah. house, you know, like what's the state yeah. of us. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm going to be stepping in and into uncomfortable things where, and, you know, I'm saying, okay, this is what's going to happen this week, you know, no matter what, yeah. even if we have to do it or grocery shopping or whatever. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think for, for me, looking at our marriage, we get kind of two touch points. Uh, Sunday night, my kids always go to grandma's. So, you know, I'll have, well, it's me, it's me, Dinah and Bailey, but Bailey, she's a blob. So it's just, it's just the two of us and her. And we'll get like a date night. We usually get dinner or we'll get, or, or we'll get groceries um, or combination of both. And then we'll usually kind of talk through some stuff. But for us, we have that night and then the other night that we have once a week and this is a this has been an intentional one that i have to if i look back on my calendar right now i'm trying to see where does it exist in my calendar um i think i started adding it to my calendar in like this summer but i did a terrible job like it, it was supposed to be tuesday tuesdays during the day and i realized that we would, I, I would just miss all the time because i'd be like oh can we push it and i have this and that so it was it was it was blocked out but it wasn't really prioritized but in the last, I would say like four to four to seven weeks, so somewhere in that range, like six to seven weeks, um, we've been doing Tuesday night and it's been like a, almost like a non-negotiable after the kids go down. Um, she and I would just sit. And a lot of times, honestly, it's like kind of this 
it's a rhythm of like the mundane where in, in the sense that it doesn't feel special. It doesn't feel like we're really doing anything like anything crazy. Like, you know, we're, we're literally most of the time we're going over schedule. So it's like, Hey, you know, what are we doing this weekend? And we're going over like every night, like, do we have anything? A lot of times we're going over meals. So she's in charge of meals Monday through Thursday, like dinner, um, dinner Monday through Thursday. I'm in charge of dinner th- uh, Friday through Saturday, uh, Sunday. Right. And it's just kind of like a lot of like logistical things within our, our almost like our family business, you know, our family team. And then as we talk through those things, a lot of times, maybe, maybe one out of like three or four conversations will actually be really impactful, meaningful, because we're talking through a bigger picture thing, about what we want to do, but it usually starts with the action of what we're doing. And I think something that I was thinking about is the action of what we're doing usually speaks deeper into the people that we're trying to become or the things that we're, that we care about the most, right? Like one thing we talk about a lot right now is what do we want um, spring break and summer next year to look like? And that's, that's honestly like six months to six to eight months away. It's so, it feels so far away, but I also know that if we don't talk about it now, because the whole idea is that we want to, at least I want to execute a rhythm of rest, a season of rest. And what does that look like? I'm I'm very terrible at it. I've gotten better about it. But even having that conversation is something different, right? Versus like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm like to the point where I'm so tired. And, you know, I really need to, we really need to do something next month, right? Really getting ahead of it and kind of planning out, like almost like owning it. I'm not going to own a timeshare, but like, it's almost like, that's what timeshares are, right? You go and you buy mm-hmm. something to force yourself to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a kind of the same concept. We, we start talking about stuff like that and, you know, what, what actually feels, so it starts with planning a trip and it goes into the conversation of, oh, you know, what actually feels restful for you, you know? And then we start to realize that, you know what, like we find different things to be restful. You know, what I found, like my, the whole idea of what I talked about, maybe going, staying, staying in Oahu on the, on the FCA farm for a month, she was like, how is that restful? You know, and I realized, oh, we have very different working definitions of what that means, you know? So I think just creating the space probably is the most important thing that we've done. And that's been really good for us. And I want to continue to do that, even if it feels, even if it feels really boring because we're in a phase of literally like creating culture. And I think, um, I think, I think for, for, for us, we're, we're in this season of, we're trying to, I think we talked about this, like this, uh, like James, uh, I think James 413, um, let me pull it up real quick. Um, it says like today or tomorrow we will travel to such mm-hmm. and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring or what your life will bring. For you are like vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you just say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. So it's sin to know the good and yet do not do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of like the season that we're in where we, we just, we don't know, we don't know where we're supposed to go, but we're trying to be obedient and whatever we feel like, wherever we feel like God is taking us. And I think that's been an interesting, like I'm still in it, you know? So it's, it's hard to say that. It's hard to say that, you know, there's some, on top of that too, like I'm trying to lose weight right now. I'm, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm trying to just, I want to feel lighter when I do gymnastics and I want, just want to feel good. Like I, I don't want yeah. to have a key body or anything like that. And um, my goal is to try to get under 200 pounds for the first time in a couple of years. Um, 
and then get there and see what that feels. So, so that's like another thing that I'm working on right now too, right? So yeah. there's all these little things that we're kind of doing and we don't really know what the that next season looks like until you're kind of there. But we're trying to be faithful and just trusting that we're we're leaning into the right things to get there. What well, so I, I want to back up a little bit and just like curious to to know what your what your definition of rest is and what her definition of rest is. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, so I think for me, what I find what I find restful is. Um, so, so I think for her, her definition is, is, is like freedom where you're, you're, you don't feel tired. I think it's like a literally phys- like a physical manifestation of a lack of tiredness. Um, for me, I don't think, I don't, I don't associate physical tiredness and need, like needing rest. I, I, for me, it's more mental. So, for, so I think for her, it's like literally physically getting like not away from our children, but like not feeling so like her hands are constantly full of um, kids, you know, and having no moments to herself, which we're even for her, we're trying to navigate and work through. What does that mean for her to feel more rested and and stuff like that? Um, so I think hers is literally like just having space. Like she needs space. You know, like I was um, like yesterday and I was like, Hey, do you want to go out for a little bit? Like go get some space, you know, same thing. I'm going to offer it again tonight. Um, but it's on her to take that if that's what she really needs, you know, for me, it's definitely probably just, uh, I find it restful to not be in the everyday, like my everyday, same routine. I need to mix that up. Um, but I don't find it restful to like get away from working out. Uh, I don't find it restful to not read a book. I find it restful to take that in, but take that in and let that be the only focus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus doing that among trying to do bajillion other things you know um having to think about payroll in the back of my mind having to think about this meeting or that meeting you know my most of my life right now is meeting after meeting like i have a meeting after this call um and then i have another podcast later today but if i look at my like throughout the week my schedule is like all meetings you know and it's a lot of output and it's a lot of communication with others i think for me i find it restful to not be with anybody you know maybe other Mm. than my family but like just to like have my own space to like similar to Diana, but so that I can, so that I can read without distraction so that I can just sit and like breathe. And, yeah, yeah. and, and then, but still like, I'd still want to train. I'd like, I don't find like people, I think a lot of times people's idea of rest is, Oh, let me go freaking go on a vacation and eat junk for like seven days. And I'm like, that does not sound restful to me at all. That sounds like, that sounds like a job. Like it's another like job. Death. It's like, it sounds like, yeah, like I, I don't want, I wouldn't come back from a trip like that where I've like, like, like eaten terrible food or tasty food, but like where you feel bad after that wouldn't feel good for me, you know? Yeah. So I think I, that's, that's how I would define rest. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm more similar to you, obviously. Uh, I think we connect on that where rest for me is uh disconnection from mental mental work um things that i have to like be on top of like thinking about this client or that client or um having to do this or or making this happen whatever and and rest for me is um i'll I'll get to like where, where i'm actually seeing rest now but um 
historically has been more like you, right? Disconnecting from all the things that, that, that pull on me to, to do in order so that I can engage in the things that bring me life, working yeah. out, like yeah. eating well, sleeping well, all the things yeah. that we're supposed to be doing every day. Right. Yeah. But um, so like, and and connecting with my family, like all of that is very restful. Connecting with God, right, is very restful for me. Um, but at this time in our lives, like rest right now is just like stopping for a moment, right? And and so with Tati, um, she's 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 similar to um more similar to I think me and us, like it would be really, I think it would be really restful for her to like, if we went somewhere as a family and didn't have any like pre-planned things that we had to do, we could just be, mm. that would be very restful for her. Giving her, giving her that, that, that time to sit by a pool and read a book and, and just That's kind of, just like that, you know? right. Just, and just, and just connect and not have to, run homeschool or do errands or go shopping or all this stuff, but, but have not, not worry about how that stuff's going to happen. Just knowing that that's going to be supplied. Right. And so it's, it's really about like giving, giving us those, those fears of, of time so that we can actually Mm. do that together. Right. And then rest has been a huge thing for us recently because recently uh, this year, just because of reading so much about like Sabbath and understanding what that means, what is the, what's it supposed to mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't care what I think it is, but what is it really? Like, what did God mean for it to be? And mm. understanding, like, I don't know, like I had this realization, I think last year is like, wow, I don't know that I've probably ever properly Sabbath in my life. Really? Right. And interesting, like, like knowing that and so it's like, well, as it, as it pertains to the Bible and the biblical, biblical model of what that, what God meant it to be. Mm. I don't know that I've actually ever really done that because at 47 years old. Yeah. And because, because, <laughs> because Sabbath is a rhythm. Yeah. It's not a one-time thing. That's a vacation. Yeah. Right. Sabbath yeah. is a rhythm. And so like in order yeah. to truly Sabbath, you need to set, boundaries and schedule rest and what rest means is not the absence of doing it means the presence of the presence of mind to do the things that recharge you yeah right rest is an active recharging not not an absence of doing anything it's not sitting on your hands or sleeping all day that's not rest that's laziness I have a, a guy at our gym. He's like a new newer member, but just moved here from Houston. His name is Tim, and he's he's a pastor at Fellowship Monrovia. He's like their care pastor. And you know, there's there's discussion where he we're talking about maybe having him come on board as a potential coach in the future. Because he was a coach, he was a coach over there. And it was really cool hearing him um share about like he, he basically was like, if I come on, this is exactly what I want to do. He's like, I want to coach this amount. I want to do it on these like potential like i would hope on these days and on this day if you ever ask me to do anything it better be an emergency basically because and, and he was like he's like because that day is my sabbath like i will not do anything on that day and i was like man that's a really good bit, like boundary 
where he could like hardcore say no. And I think about that. Um, I've already like for me that day for our family is supposed to be Sunday, but I know that like I feel like sometimes we've we've mixed in you know Sundays the day before Monday and we've mixed in like meal prep on that day where that feels a little bit like work. But then I've even thought to like because at the end of the day, you can make it sounds weird to say, but that we can make anything kind of restful. It's how we approach it. Like what what's the framework in which we're going into it? Yeah. And like I was even talking to my coach. She was like, "Why do you like? It's because the way that you've done meal prep all your life. She's like, "Do use an air fryer." That is not hard, you know, and just like certain things where it's like, you can still do certain things, but it's more so I've realized that for us as a family, how many days of like, let's say if there's 52 Sundays in a, in, in a, um, if there's 52 Sundays, is that right? 52 yeah. Sundays? Yeah. yeah. If, there's, if there's 52 Sundays in a year, like how many of those like were truly restful? I have to ask myself that. And I don't, I don't know, maybe I would say actually maybe half which means that we probably don't have a really consistent rhythm of, of honoring that. And, and it's because we haven't really defined what it's looked like. Yeah. We haven't defined, Hey, this is what it means for each person in our family to feel that, that day, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really more about mom and dad, obviously in the season and then sharing with our kids what that rhythm looks like because they don't necessarily work, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, just to start to like kind of bring that culture into our family would mean asking that question, you know, and, yeah. and then being really intentional around that where I like, like, cause he's that guy, um, Tim, he's only like 28, I think. I'm like, man, like I was not there at 28. Like at 20 years old, I was, I, I would work eight days a week out of seven, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, because that's just where my mind is. Yeah. But I think slowly learning how to, like actually practicing really well, you know, I'm going to have Phil Chan come on here and teach us about that. <laughs> the right. master of Sabbath. Master of Sabbath. Um, but but I, yeah, I think, I think it with anything, it starts with, it starts with defining it, right? Like yeah. you need to lose weight. Okay. Yeah. What, how much weight do you need to lose? How do you know that? Why yeah. do you need to do it? You know, what's the, what's the point, all the stuff. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, we need to do that with Sabbath and understanding like in this time in our life, like, with our kids, especially going back to that conversation, we're never going to get these moments back. Yep. You, this is, this is a time that is so special that we get to instill in our kids, the values of true, true living. If that makes sense in a biblical place, in a loving space, yeah. um, we get to, in a biblical to... place in a loving space. That was some Disney right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like some that sounded like came out of Aladdin, dude. My marketing, my marketing oh, speak just spilling through. Um and we get to we get to form that for them. Yeah. Right. And if if we're not doing that, you and I as fathers, we're not doing our job. Right. And we're and we're missing out. Honestly, we are missing out because we get to give them uh, not not a, not just a childhood that we didn't have, but we get to form in them a way of life that is a rhythm of rest with God. Mm. Or are we instilling in them an eight day a week work all the time? Yeah, never time for anything. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, lazy, lazy. Um, lazy outings with dad, you know, like, like, oh, let me just take you somewhere to keep you busy while mom sure. gets some rest. 
sure. right? That I don't have to worry about too much. And I, I don't have to like pay attention to you so much. Yeah. I don't have to engage with you. Yeah. You know, guilty for sure. Yeah. 100%. Me too. Yeah. You know, and it's because we're so tired and we're so unrested and we're so just all over the place with our lives yeah. that we're just, oh man, I read this and I, I think it was Bethke that said something about like, if you are just if, as a, as a father, if you are spending time with your kids and only babysitting them, you are, you're robbing them of, of, of giving them an accurate picture of, of what fatherhood's supposed to be like. I was like, Whoa, dang. That sounds like something Jefferson could say. That's like, that's like straight in my, my face. Right. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like if you don't plan your time with your kids to instill some kind of value. And, and it's like, that's hard. Like, wow. Like you must, you want to spec out every moment with, with my kids. And I was like, yeah, that's your job. Like every moment yeah. you should be teaching them something, whether it's how to love or it's how to be loved or it's their value, their identity. You should be, you should be instilling something good in them yeah. all the time. Even if you're disciplining them, and that's, that's the hard part for me right now. It's like, take a breath walk away for five seconds, come back and then have the conversation that you need to have with your crazy kid that is mm. punching his sister or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and so my lack of rest <clears throat> and my lack of rhythm with God reveals itself in my kids. Mm. What do you think? I mean, this is, this is like, I'm going to open a Pandora's box asking this question, but what do you think the, <laughs> For you, at least, where do you think that unrest unrest comes from? The need to perform. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Yeah, like even even in my mind, it's it's you know it could be eight thirty. Um, I'll have just put the kids down. They're asleep on a Tuesday. And I'll have been on calls or at my computer for 10 hours that day. Yeah. I'm exhausted. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do before I actually go to sleep? Yeah. And how do I make, how do I still make the most of the time I have? And that's, and that's so, and that's so counter God. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like if I stop and think about it, if I were to, if I were to counsel myself, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. And I'll notice that on those days I'll have bad bedtime with my kids where I'll be agitated. I'll have anxiety. I'll be angry. Anything they do, even though it's normal, like it will make me upset and then they'll have bad bedtime and they'll have bad, bad nights. And then our relationship will be agitated because of that mm. but when i have when i start with a good rhythm of rest or i start with a good rhythm with you know we call it facetime if we start with that then i know that god will work through me in the day and i'll i'll have a better foundation through the day to to, to handle whatever stuff's going on in my head and that you know like even Aiden recently has just been crazy and challenging us a lot 
And my inclination is to turn around and yell, yell. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's not what I want. Yeah. And that's not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. Because if that's my response to him pretty soon, that's going to be his response to me. Yep. We're already there. So, <laughs> like, well, I'm talking yeah. about like when he's old enough to stand eye to eye with me. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that'll be the only way that they know how to communicate back yeah. with us. Yeah. And I don't want that because that was the way I spoke to my dad because that's the only way that he showed me to speak to him. Yeah. Right. That he, he showed me how to deal with my anger like that. Yep. And I don't want that. So I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to develop a different system and rhythm yeah in him but i can't do it if i'm not resting if i'm not if i'm if i'm not connecting with god and i'm not doing that purposefully you talked about the mundane of of this time with you and diana and like like oh this kind of feels kind of boring it's nothing really exciting when we're, when we're sitting down and doing our, our yeah. debrief whatever that you know that that moment yeah i don't think it's supposed to be you know like yeah week six in a 18-week program working out is not exciting. It's not exciting. It's just that's I mean, it can be. It can be, but that's it, the yeah. work. But that's the work yeah. week. It's just like, oh man, I've done this like five thousand times. Okay, let's yeah. just let's just get through it. Let's just get through it. That's yeah. like the bottom of the 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 valley before you start actually seeing results, right? And yeah. so it's like the foundation laying time. But we yeah. have we have to as you know, and it always comes back down to the father's role because we as as headship of our homes we have to take the leadership role and yeah. wherever we lead we're leading is where our family is going in yeah. unison yeah i have a friend that's a that's a awesome christian guy he owns a business here locally but he was like um you know he was like special forces right in, in the marines and and um and so he told me something one time he has two little girls around the same age mm -hmm. and he told me something one time about leadership and it's like one of the one of the biggest things that his his like mentors taught him in the military was that if you ever have to raise your voice you've already you've already that moment is a result of something you did a long time ago mm, interesting if, as a leader you should never have to raise your voice because once you have you've already lost first of all but anything yeah. that's happening in that moment is because of something you neglected back there. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really good. That's really, really good. Cause it makes me take more responsibility for me and my, my role in the right now. Yeah. So every time I'm like, I'm like, I want to turn around and like, like knock my kid sideways. That thought goes in my head. I'm yeah. like, where did I screw this up? Because he is only acting the way he's acting because I said something in motion a while ago, or I didn't mm -hmm. do something earlier, or I'm not seeing what's actually happening right now. Mm. You know? And so yeah, that's been, that's been huge. Like to think through when I'm, when I'm agitated, when, when things are going awry that way, so, yeah, that was a long rant. That's good, man. Yeah, I, I I was thinking about like for me 
where where it comes from um performance definitely but i think where does the need to perform come from i think i, I was i was talking about this with my therapist the other day and at one point is is it unhealthy to let fear drive everything that you do like because i think you know like uh, he one thing that we talked about a lot was my for for me anger was such a strong emotion and and end result for me like no matter what emotion i had and like i would always end up with anger somehow right because i was like literally taught to be angry growing up i was yeah like playing in sports hey play angry because you'll play better and it's like it was true but it's there's some there's some pain that comes with that you know yeah and so so we're we're talking through like at what point do i like how do i how do i know from if this if this is even healthy and the, the truth is it's probably it's probably not um and one one thing that we brought up in in that session where i was trying to figure out what, like why why am i like this and i realized that for me a lot of that that i that need to perform comes from this like i just i don't really believe like matthew 25 where it talks uh, matthew 625 where it talks about um like don't worry about your life basically right it says like do not worry what what, mm-hmm. what you will eat drink uh or your body or like what you'll wear um and then he just says like is life is life not more than food and body more than clothes look at the birds in the air um they do not sow or reap or store away in barns yet your heavenly father feeds them right and i'm like man that bird got more faith than me you know and the the reality is that I want like I believe those things to be true, but then do I really like I say I believe and I want to believe, but do I actually believe that? You know, yeah. I think and if I think if I did, my actions would say otherwise. But so my crazy. actions are a symptom of my being, you yeah. know? And until I am that person, I'm always going to be this way. And that's, that's just like, you know, like my, my coach Guido right now talks a lot about like, 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 like he always says, yeah, it's unfair. Like people look at it and they'll think it's unfair. He's a division one football player. He's jacked out of his mind, super swole. You look at him, dude looks good. And he's like, I don't have to try to be this way. This is who I am. And, and it's all about who you want to be. I, he's like, I want to be this person just because I'm this person doesn't mean I have everything figured out. There's other things that I want to be more like but I'm not that person, you know, but I am this person and I want to teach others how to be that person as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's, it's so like, it's effortless for him. He doesn't have to try. Right. You know? Um, so yeah. So I think that's, that's something that really resonated with me. was like, I, I realized that I think like the root of my performance is this, I'm just a scared little boy that like, I I'm, I'm, I'm worried all the time. And, and, you know, we've, we've said things like, look at your history, look at your past. What does it say? They all say good things, you know, God has been good, yet that worry is just there in the back of my mind, worrying about crazy enough, like even sometimes in my, I don't know how I get there, but like, oh, like the deep-rooted issues that I'm going to have to worry about my next meal, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even, I don't even buy clothes. I don't like, I don't, I haven't, I don't shop, right? But yet I worry about like, will I have enough as I walk past my bedroom that's full of clothes, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, crazy it's like it's it's nuts and um yeah it's a that that idea of enough is actually will i have will i ever have more 
if you, yeah. if, you re, if you actually go down into it's like enough we have we have enough i have enough clothes to 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 clothe 50 people yeah I'm never i i should never worry about like having clothes right in the in the yeah. if you if you want to take it to the homeless sense it's like there's i what are you talking about like there's no way right if yeah there's go, literally no way yeah go to that place it's like no like even 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 miles before that would ever happen I have tons of family that would take me in. Yep. Yep. Right. I have tons of people that would take my my kids in. Yep. Right. Like there's like I don't have to worry about that. So I manufacture that worry in order to want more things that I shouldn't really be worried about because God is sustaining me so amazingly well right now yeah. that I have to I have to ask myself what is it that i don't believe and what i realized yeah. is like we we i i mentioned that scripture last night with, with tati it's like what i realized was my prayers have not been god would you provide so much as would you would you would you help me to be help me to do this help me to do this help me to do this and i'm like i'm like wait a minute like am i really resting in god mm. like i'm never praying the miraculous i'm always mm. praying for him to make me able to do more mm. instead of saying lord i see in your word that you say to trust you 100 that you will do on behalf of us help me to help you know give me the faith to let go of everything so that you can do what you want to do and i want that life i want that yeah. life of rest and sustenance on him and him alone and not me we have to perform when you when you speak about it I, I i know i know moments in my life when 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 that happened for me but when you when you think about like oh you know i you know i i'm not really sure like where does that need to perform come from for me knowing your story it comes to that it comes to that bedroom conversation with your mom when she tells you you have to be you have to be the man of the house now yeah because in that moment she just said you have to perform Yep. You have to be like this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And I don't want to hear any lip because you are the man of the house now. Yeah. Boom. Responsibility yeah. on a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That should have never been there. Yeah. But now she started, she, she kind of diverted your path and said, you're no longer a kid. You have to do. Yeah. And never stop doing because you need to do this. Right. Yeah. So we, we got in a rhythm really early. Right. Yeah, and this has been ever since I was nine. Yeah, I've been a doer ever since then, right? And the yeah. same thing around the same time from for for me when my parents were like getting a getting a a separation. There's like all this like turmoil in the house. I was left alone in my with my mom, and no one told me that, but everyone around us was expecting that of me, mm. and so I had to fill this void for a while. But that set me down a path of like, oh wait, if I'm not doing something, then I then I'm not going to get noticed, get you mm -hmm. know, get better. I have no I'm value. Not, I have no value if I'm not here, yeah. like doing something positive. So that's yeah. why that's why my need is constantly to create something new. Sounds about like, right. Like I'm just always yeah. it's like, oh, oh I'll just create something. I'm gonna yeah. do something new. I'm gonna do something new. Yeah. Like yep. I've got a thousand URLs that I'm never gonna do anything with, and it's just like. They're just sitting there just in case. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
because I need, I have this drive in me to create. That's not a bad thing, yeah. but it's a, an undirected thing. Yeah. Because it's not directed in the right place, right? Yeah. Why don't I funnel all that energy? I was like creating, creating new things for my kids, creating yeah. great experience for my, like, like yeah. doing, doing the best with, with who God has given me and gifted yeah. me in this moment. Right. Yeah. Like yep. it's just a perspective shift. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those, it's like the same idea of like, we're trying so hard maybe to what we working this hard so that we can provide for our kids. Um, but you look at the average American family, they're working so hard. Both parents working super hard so that they can send their kids to daycare. Right. Right. It's just like a, it's such a weird. That's, that's, like that's we're a, that was our so story. Hard. That was our yeah, story two years so ago. Hard so yeah. we could drop our kids off at daycare so we can work hard and make more money so we can do that. So we have, then, so we can have three cars. So we, exactly. Yeah. So we can have, yeah, or more, whatever, yeah. like whatever more is for that family. Right. Depending on your, your, like your economic situation. Yeah. It's like a third car or a, maybe it's getting two cars instead of one. Right. Yeah. Cause you're, you believe that that's better quality of life. Whereas I have friends where they've made a conscious decision to downsize to one car as a family. And because they feel like it's easier to live or better to live a simpler life that way. Right. But we've, we live in a culture where we believe that more is somehow better or is going to give you more convenience, which is, which is true in some ways, but also not true in many ways, you know? So yeah, I think, like I think yeah, the, the, the lure of convenience is in direct opposition to connection. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to work so hard for my family to have convenience. Yeah. Right. I'm going to work an extra job or you're going to go to work now and we're going to work and we're going to put, put the kids in daycare so they get better, better care during the day. They're going to learn stuff. It's going to be awesome. And now I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing so that we can have more convenience and we, yep. and we disconnect from each other. Yep. Right. Because, because the more we do, the less we are able to be. Right. And if our yep. family is truly our first ministry, then what are we doing to serve them? Yeah. True, man. Anyway. It was good. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. All right, man. Well, I'm excited for uh, jumping into season three. We have, uh, we already have uh, our first guest lined up on the 17th. So I'm excited about uh, Brandon and his wife, Carrie, first, first female on the pod. Oh, wow. Cool. So we're going to have a, we're going to, we're going to talk about marriage, man. They they have a pretty, pretty amazing marriage and, um, and we're going to, we're going to shoot the breeze with them and, and find out how we can be, uh, better fathers and husbands and have a better marriage. I think I, awesome. I want a better marriage. So me too. All right, bro. All right, man. Good talk. And we will make it happen again soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us today, guys. For more content. You can find us on Instagram at wethetrust or at wethetrust.com. If you'd like to connect further with Eric, you can find him on Instagram at Coach Eric Freedom. And if you'd like to connect further with me, Mario, you can find me on Instagram at the Mario Quesada. We'll see you next time.